on this episode on this episode of twisted and misunderstood with me your host dominic j zenden today's special guest is a lady who has been following her angels for many a year her name is Chrissy Astle, and if you're interested in angelic realms or even in healing or the thoughts of where the universe belongs or where it comes from, Chrissy will be able to answer all your questions. Before we start the show, and with Chrissy Astle, our special guest, just a quick word for Mindsight.org, my website, which has got all the information you need to know about Aura Photographic Profiling. Aura Photographic Profiling is your unique insight into yourself, your friends, even your children. And it gives you a very understanding, a very close understanding of who they are by looking at their auras. Now, how it works is you take a photograph, a color photograph, and the energy of that person is captured within that picture, that, that photograph itself. And this is written out in a profile, which is up to 1500 words. All the information, is on mindsight.org or you can email me at auraprofiling at gmail.com
Okay, today I'm really honoured to have on Twisted and Misunderstood, a lady that I've seen from a distance for many years. I've read her books and done a lot of research on her, and she's a lady that looks to her angels. And so without further ado, welcome Chrissy Astle. Hello, lovely. Thank you for inviting me, Dom. It's a pleasure it's to it's great to have you because I know how important it is for you to get your message out there and to talk to people. You're a people's person, aren't you? I am a people's person. I actually work a lot better when I'm with people than I do on my own. I'm not, I'm not an introvert, I am, but I'm not an extrovert. I'm somebody that likes to be with people and teaching and running workshops and things. So sitting on my own in my desk with my desk writing isn't something that I uh, do very well, I'm afraid. No, it's okay. I think we're all the same. I think we, we like to have certain times where we're just left to be because that's where we're best sometimes in nature or with yeah. our animals and doing the things that we like on the one-to-one. -one. And then we like to be able to be a part of a group and be able to share and learn because everyone we come across, we learn from them, don't we? Absolutely. You can't, well, interaction really is important I feel communication and, and interaction yeah definitely yeah it's vital isn't it because I think that when you talk to someone face to face you get so much more than when you just communicate over an email or just yeah it's much nicer it's more personal so let me talk about you a little bit Chrissy and let's let's just find out a little bit about about where you come from and your background and I noticed that um you know, I mean you're a trained nurse aren't you and you worked in nursing for for a while and that always strikes a chord with me because people that follow the spiritual roots are always the old arts they're nurses the mm -hmm. chefs they're... well yeah i think i think um a lot of people who are in, here to serve here to serve will be teaching or nursing or ministering unto others in some way yes yes yeah doesn't mean all nurses have found a spiritual journey it just means that a lot of people who are spiritual have also dedicated their lives to do something for others yeah absolutely i think it's caring personality isn't it it's the way that we are and the way that you are you you drift into caring naturally because it's where you feel comfortable and I then do. yeah <laughs> yeah my husband goes mad about the amount of time I take caring for my plants and my flowers in the garden and yeah, yeah. everything yeah. yeah I think everything is sentient and I, I love the idea of being able to look after everything and talk to it and keep it there is it's proven plants are feelings so totally. it, trees and everything as they've all got their energy haven't they they've all got their spirit they've all got the thing that we can connect with if we allow ourselves to yeah what's your take on trees Chrissy what do you think about trees I like trees are trees are wonderful we can't live without them trees well so in the Essene tradition to which I belong trees are our brother the tree is is a bit like a human being it's upright it's raising its upper limbs to the universe and its roots are down in the ground and it shares its energy with with the rest of humanity and, and the rest of the world as we I think would do if we were all living our true destiny and our true life yeah yeah i think that's a good thing i think trees are freer than we are 
the way that their their energies and their actual auras are they're fantastic I, I love trees i also think don't you that if you are wanting to learn how to see an aura the tree is the best thing to learn on because if you stand back from a tree you can actually see the light around it which is wonderful. okay yeah um it's fun you'll, you'll laugh at this chrissy i was talking to an american class and i said the first thing you need with an aura is a pot plant and they all thought i made a cannabis plant oh. <laughs> So that was yeah a little funny story, but yeah, I mean, I, I think pot plants are a great place to start for being able to see and be able to recognise the different colours as they start to come out, because the prism of the aura is, is quite immense. But when you look at a pot plant, you see it in a very condensed way. So that's a nice thing to be able to recognise and, and start with. OK, now your mum, your mum was a part of the New Age movement. She was... She was, yeah. Yeah. And she and she was seeing angels. She saw angels before anyone else, apparently. What I've seen here is that she was able to see them. Well, I wouldn't say before anybody else, because seeing angels goes back in time, doesn't it? It goes back to the Old Testament and Ezekiel, who saw angels in the sky. But my mum saw angels from the age of four. That's so. incredible. She recognised them as angels. Well, she recognised them as her friends and she was an only child. They lived on a well, they lived on a cottage on the edge of a farm and she just saw the divas and the fairies and the angelic realms. They presented themselves to her and ah. she communed later in life with the ascended masters and drew people's angels for them and all sorts of wonderful things. But in the 70s, she and her then partner started um, a commune um, on the edge of Oregon and California, a little bit like a mini Fintorn, basically. Okay. Was that where, where Mount Coote was? Near Mount Coote? Mount Shasta. Shasta. That's right. I knew it was one of the mounts. But Shasta, did you ever visit Mount Shasta? You know. I certainly did. In fact, the first time I went over to see her, I, was, I flew to Portland. And then from Portland, I had to fly near, nearer to where they lived. And I was on a tiny little plane. There was eight of us on there. And I said, excuse me, excuse me. Can you point out, please, when we get near Mount Shasta, because I really want to take a photograph. And the steward just laughed. And then as we flew over Mount Shasta, it was enormous. There was no way I was going to miss Mount Shasta. So <laughs> I understood why he laughed at me. But the energy there is phenomenal. Yeah. Could you describe what you how you felt around that mount? Because it's <laughs> lots of stories, isn't there, from Mount Shasta? There are. I mean, my mother drew the angel that she saw over Mount Shasta. And of course, Archangel, um, Archangel Gabriel is very linked to the energy of Shasta. Okay. But um, I just felt invigorated and energized. I, I didn't feel an angelic presence at that time. I hadn't even started doing the work the time I have been doing for the last 20 years then. Right. My children were little and I was struggling with normal life. Monday yes. life. Yes, yes. I was just aware that it was magical. Yeah, because Mount Shasta is a big energy center of the world, isn't it? And there's yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and so they, they people go missing there. There's um, yeah, yeah. there's yeah, said, people. Yeah, every everything's just gone. You know, the the whole there's no trace of people that go through there sometimes. Well, my my um, my my mum took a photograph of a possibly a cloud she called it the mothership 
but she took a photograph of an image above Mount Shasta. And it certainly, certainly looks like somebody's taken a picture of Mount Shasta and drawn a spaceship over it, but it's an actual photograph that she took. So oh, that's in definitely things happened there. Okay, so this brings me on to quite a, an easy question, really, Chrissy, because is there association between angels and aliens? Not for me. Um, I'm sure in some in some circles, uh, possibly, but I see. Well, I don't. I, I wouldn't call them aliens, but I'm, I, I, um, I certainly think that extra galactic entities are there and I think that many of them are guiding us through channels that are able to connect directly with them. Are they angels? Well the word angel means messenger so are they messengers from other galaxies or other universes? Maybe they are but the angels that I'm connecting with or I'm convinced I'm connecting with are divine messengers from God. And I'm not sure whether the what what you're referring to as aliens are also messengers from God or not, but I don't see them. My father no. used to. I don't. Okay. Um, I've I've had I've had images, um, very clear visions, and I've, I've in person I've been in very close proximity to what I've described as angels, but I don't think I've ever been in that situation with an alien and it may or you know as you're describing it may just be that i don't recognize them okay my, my question was based on a very simple proximity really was that if something wasn't born on the earth it has to be extraterrestrial by its very nature by but because this is where people are on earth in other words they are terrestrial so anything other than that is extraterrestrial that's my point i agree with you but in the basis of the fact that we consider angels as being divine helpers are they the same i don't know celestial helpers definitely because they're coming from somewhere outside our cosmos but are they divine are they godlike? Are they from the mind of God? Whatever that is, I don't know. Is I that, like to say they're the same. Okay, for me, it's something that is is quite fascinating, and I know a lot of the listeners to Twist and Misunderstood. And last month, there were sixty thousand listeners are very, very interested to know what the actual what an angel is. What yeah. is it? And you know, I mean, I know we can look at the defined version as being a messenger from God. And then, well, well, the word, I mean, the word is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew, and the Hebrew is Malach. Malach means messenger, okay. fine messenger. So it's been translated Angelos, and then from Angelos, we say angel. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. When I was researching this over 20 odd years ago now, yes, um, I found it fascinating that in every era of society through, through humanity from the beginning to the end, if you like, or from where we are now, say, let's okay. not take the end quite yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> every single, every single uh, generation of humanity or era in humanity has had its version of angelic beings 
I mean, in the Old Testament, we read about them as being men that come and give message, messages and, and, and whoever they've come to knows that they're an angel, but they're humankind. But then we had in the Victorian times, women were supposed to be angels, weren't they? And then we got this, you're an angel if you're a nurse or you're an angel if you're a good mum or you're an angel if you go and do someone's shopping. We use that term when we are describing somebody who's loving and kind. Yes, but we I do. I don't think angels are in any way soft or necessarily or feminine and gentle. I mean, you've just got to look at all the pictures of Archangel Michael to see that. You, know. you tell me a little bit about how you perceive angels, Chrissy, because I'm very, you've done a lot of research. You know, I mean, you're very well you know, known for knowing your, your areas and your expertise. You're very, very versed in angels so where do you come in when it comes to what an angel actually is now i hear you when you say it's a messenger mm, and me, part two of my question <laughs> follow it okay would be what are they telling us okay so that's a huge question part two <laughs> i know <laughs> on a personal level for me i see when i I know there is an angelic presence around me. I see it as light. I see light. I what colours? What colour lights? Normally, normally white or gold light. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. And very often it's like a, a beam, if you will, a beam. Um, column? Brilliant column of light, yeah. Yeah. Column of brilliant, brilliant light. The angel that first appeared to me was just brilliant white light but shaped like we assume them to be so shaped in almost human form but with with a with a gown that was moving in the air and and it did have wing shapes now i would have said that there were two wing shapes and i'm saying wing shapes because i don't want to call them wings okay they were banging my elbow on my desk. Can you hear? <laughs> you and be careful. Carried away, and th there was one set of light wings that were like brush strokes, pointed at the ends, and then there was another rounder featured light okay. that looked like a pair of wings folded around this this being that moved, and hands that came to me, and feet that were just like human feet, naked human feet. So. Um, I, I, at that point in my personal development, I, I knew that I was seeing it in that shape because that's how my subconscious would have expected an angel to look. Okay. And that was the first experience. Now it's just light and the presence. Okay. That, that first experience, that was in 97, wasn't it for you? Yeah. Yeah. So that's 25 years ago. Gosh, it is. Sorry to remind you. 25 years ago, my word. Yeah, that's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, um, but, but it changed your life, didn't it? It certainly did change my life, yeah, it really did change my life. I think that, um, I think that now, how do I, I still, I see, if I close my eyes and I, if you will, I invoke or I, I, I'm speaking to and communing with something that I am assuming to be a divine energy. Okay. I feel, 
I feel a real heat and an otherworldly sensation. And that's the only way I can describe it. And other people who've had that also understand. Right. There are no words. This okay. Is... Okay. No, I, I do understand. And I do understand where you, where you, where you are with this. And I would no sooner be totally in agreement with you over everything you're saying. But the, the point where I'm coming at is, which is the, the strength of it, is when people who are, let's just say you go back to you in 97 and you haven't had an experience with an angel, how would you help someone recognize when they have their first experience with an angelic body or an angel? Well, it's, it's funny because um, I put out a message. I put out a message to say I'm about to write a book about people's angel experiences. This was 20 years ago. Um, if you've had an experience which you either can't explain or think it may have been an angel, can you tell me your story? Hey. I got hundreds of stories um, and many of them were from people who had been either in a catastrophic situation like an accident or or fallen down a cliff or been thrown from a car or yeah. you know something like that i'd say probably a third of them were like that okay and they they didn't see anything but they felt themselves being lifted free or they whizzed along through the air from the car in a manner that couldn't have been normal or natural, that kind of thing. And okay. some people described people, people that came, helped them, and then suddenly disappeared. Right. Okay. Uh, so they, my, my, I always used to teach people in workshops that you manifest the angel and it will appear to you in a way that you, at whatever level you're at, in terms of, uh, understanding on a spiritual or extraterrestrial framework okay how you will perceive it is how they will manifest if that's what they're trying to do so if you are in a situation where you need help and your soul is crying out for that you will either bump into a little old lady who'll tell you exactly what you need to know or you'll have this vision of light in the room or the room will turn a different color or you might hear a knocking in your mind and you think Who, who's waking me up at three o'clock in the morning you know so it can come to you in whatever way will make you wonder what it is okay so you'll be curious about it yeah okay and does that mean chrissy that angels actually walk amongst us Well, if, if we consider that they may manifest in whatever way we need them at any given time, then I believe that may be possible, yes. However, okay. I, don't, I don't believe that, uh, well, believe, believe, believe. I'm changing my whole concept of what believe means, but uh, my sense is that generally speaking we're not born as a human being 
and and are an angel but other people tell me that's not true and that some people are angels who are having a human experience some people believe that when your granny dies she becomes an angel or that we are angels in training as Swedenborg believed the scientist from the 1800s I can't that's that's not in my framework what do you believe what do you believe on that level because it sort of brings out because we can give reference to other people's beliefs and beliefs are an, are an opinion aren't they when we have an opinion and that normally comes from personal experience or or cultural belief because yeah we, absolutely so that we've learned yeah, learn, yeah. Um, so well, what do your beliefs say to you about this i i feel my my sense is that my sense now yes that the angelic realms are extraordinarily high frequency energy forms okay and that because they are so vast that we can't even imagine how large that may be yeah they can be anywhere at any given time right. in a in a moment of necessity if we call whether we call physically with our mouths and our sound or we call with real earnesty and determination from our mind or it's our soul calling out because we're in agony of some kind then whatever it is hears us okay. and, and will appear in some form um i mean uh, that's all i can no it's how i feel I, that's how i feel yeah and no that's great me. that's how it's been for me no that's fantastic chrissy because i want people that are listening to this show to understand that they can do that, that yes. we, we are infinite we, we are amazing we are really are we are pure love and pure energy we, we we when we are when we are pure love and pure energy and we raise our personal vibration by being love and pure energy as, as I think we were probably designed to be originally, then I do believe we can connect quite quickly. Yeah, it's frequency, as you said. Yeah. And I think that when we go into that love, that infinite, that, that real genuine, you know, no artificial, no added ons, and we just go for what we sense and what we feel, then we become limitless. I, I absolutely feel that. And you know what? Oh, you remember when the secret came out and, and everybody was saying, oh, we can just manifest whatever it is that we need we need in our lives. And I'm, I'm noticing more and more and more how quick the human mind can manifest things and how quick we can turn our lives around or not. And I do think that we'll never really understand just how powerful that thought is and intention is um, i'm nodding fiercely in agreement <laughs> <laughs> and melvin's so true at you and i, I mean we're, we're on the same understanding here and it may be that this is why we're sort of spiritual first and human second because the manifestation of thoughts 
is a reality. And as soon as you can get your thoughts around that, the easier life becomes. Absolutely. It's, but we can, we can bring it right down to physical, uh, a physical level. When, when I, I, I run retreats. Yes, you know. I know. We're going to talk about those. You know, we, we must talk about them now. Tell me a well, little bit about well, your retreats. What I was going to say was that um, when I, I, take, I take groups out to Israel and Jordan to do uh, an energy, a feel for that incredible area of the world where miracles happened. Okay. I want people to feel that energy. But before we go, um, I will hold a Zoom and, and everybody can say hello to one another. And then I'll send out regularly before we go, I'll send out an email or a message that says, don't forget to keep on expecting the flights to be on time, to be very comfortable, the weather to be perfect, everyone to be helpful and loving towards us, that everything on this retreat will run exactly as we hope it will. Absolutely. And this time, more than even ever before, it was a very small group. I only had uh, eight uh, with me this time. And it was it was incredible how everything was magical because every one of those people in that group had expected it to be, manifested it. Their intention was set that we'd all get on and it would be loving and, and accepting. And it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. We could talk about affirmations, manifestations for probably the next three hours, Chrissy, because we are exactly on the same area of thought. Because, it yeah, it matters. It's yeah. true, truly matters. I really want to know a little bit more about your retreats, though. I want to know two things, and, and then I want to come back to angels in a minute. But what I want to know, first of all, is if somebody wanted to come away with you, yeah. How would they go about that process? How would they get in contact with you? And what would they have to do or be to be able to complete that? Oh, well, first of all, they just have to want to go. <laughs> they just have to be drawn to coming away and wanting to know more about their own personal spiritual journey and connecting with angels and how that whole realm of, of heavenly order can help them. Okay. And, and Or they just want to go and find out more about it. And then they go to my website, which is angellight.co.uk. And on okay. there, there's a button that says retreats. Okay. And they, and they just go and they have a look at the retreats that are coming up. And then they just email me and say, I'd really like to come. And I send them a booking form. And then Bob's your uncle. That's really good. That, that address, that email address will be in the program notes. So people that are listening can go on, press the button and come and talk to you and hopefully come along to a retreat in in israel i know you've got one coming up oh, because yep. it's september. september and you're going you've just done jordan in israel haven't you yep. and you're going to crete aren't you in yes. september now i've been going to crete uh since 1999 and crete um the west crete is 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 extraordinary because the energy there is overlighted by Archangel Raphael and the Ascended Master Hilarion. So it's all about self-discovery and healing. Um, well, people don't realize, they just love going there on holiday and that's why people flock to the east side of the island, but the west is totally unspoiled. So when you go there, you can actually 
be on retreat. Um, there are lovely areas that I take people to a place where they can have half and half. So okay. we have the mornings, which is, we, we include watching the sunrise. We, we include meditations. We include learning about the angels and maybe pulling an oracle card to, to set themselves off on that day. I go with the seven archangels that I believe work with us from the seven rays. So each day is one of those archangels. And then in the afternoons after lunch, everyone's free. So they can go off to the beach or they can go wandering or they can jump on a bus and go and find some shops or they can do whatever they like in the afternoon. Okay, so yeah, it's lovely. Over how many days? How many days do they have with you? We go for a week. Okay. Uh, the retreat the retreat itself is seven days. People, I usually suggest they stay on a couple of days, but they don't have to, just because it's rather nice to just relax uh, either the day before or the day after. Um, yeah, no, it sounds... People their own flights, so from wherever they're coming, they yeah. can just book a flight to their own uh, specifications, and then I'm, I meet them there, and, and we all stay at the same place, and we all have a fabulous time. So it's like being with friends. Oh, well, this is the thing. Most people I have found um, come on their own. But sometimes couples come and maybe one of them isn't that interested. So they'll just lie by the pool in the morning and then they'll have a holiday in the afternoon. Or um, single ladies come and they're a little bit nervous because they might never have gone on anything like this before. And they just think, oh, this is lovely. I can talk about angels. I can talk about anything I like and I'm not going to be judged. I'm not going to be told I'm wrong. You know, I can just be myself with like-minded people. And it really has worked. Um, you know, the last couple of years has been a bit daunting for lots of people. And people yes. feel yes. a little bit scared of going away. But this year I've been already to Carcassonne and done my French retreat. I've done the Holy Lands retreat and I'm planning to do the, the Crete retreat. Okay. Um, yeah, this sounds thing has been untoward. It's yeah. been fantastic. People need you, Chrissy. They need this. They need to be able to relax and be able to work it out for themselves with guidance. That's because it's a guidance area isn't it of, of people's yeah. lives yeah and this is this is this is this is what people say what does facilitator mean you know because i used to say oh, well i'm a spiritual facilitator well what does that mean <laughs> well it actually means that i just guide you along and i'll introduce you to some ideas and then i kind of let you work out which of those you believe or you want to fit into but for me it's really important that people understand that wherever they're at is exactly where they're supposed to be yeah i like to think of it chris is introducing people to new knowledge well a... I, used to, I used to call myself the little match girl you know did um, you <laughs> yeah because i used to say well look i'll like i'll light the match and and i'll put it to the to the pilot light right and you can either turn it up or you can turn it down or you can turn it off. That's just up to you. And then I realized that I was living in an apartment that was part of the Bryant and May match factory. Right. Okay. That was so funny because I didn't oh, even right. twig, you know, that the you made another pun there, didn't you? You didn't even oh, twig. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. But you're branching out now, aren't you, Chrissy? Oh no. <laughs> 
Are we going back to discussing trees again now? <laughs> yeah, we could be, yes. We'll get to the root of it in a minute, all right? Uh. <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds, I, I love people that teach. I think people that teach are amazing and use of it facilitators, I think it's better than that. I think you illuminate people's worlds because you introduce them to things that they've only been aware of from books they've read. And when they have personal experiences, of the reality of what it is to manifest, what it is to feel an angel about an inch away from you, what it is to actually have an affirmation that allows you to go into a meditation where you can, you know, fly with angels. Those things are precious. They're, they're, they're life-remembering situations. And that's what you offer at these, these retreats. And I would love to hear the listeners here who come with you and I love to hear back from them when they come back to say how they've enjoyed the experience, because there's only one experience that they can have that's unique doing yeah. this. And that's with you. Oh, and so, that's so kind of you to say. It's true. It's not it's not kind. It's, it's absolute. It's reality. And that means that the people that you bring into this are going to go away and bring more people into it and so on. And it's going to go out and it's going to start a fire, isn't it? It's going to start people in a conversation. Well, this, that... this, yeah, yeah, this is the whole idea, really. This is to give people the opportunity to truly be themselves. Yes. And, and gain the confidence to know that it's okay to be yourself. Yeah. And we don't, have to, we don't have to worry about what other people say or what other people think. Um, no. As long as we're not hurting anybody, of course. But, you know, um, it was on the basis of my retreats in Crete when I first started doing them that I wrote a course on, on how to connect with angels. And I called it Educating Heart and Soul because it was it's educating because it's new information for some people. Um, and it's the heart because this is the only place you can find the angels, really. <laughs> when you open your heart and you put love into action and you start to try and be the person that you know potentially you can be. Yeah. And then your your soul connects to the to the highest realms. Yeah. Um, and and you, you know, you, you can be you can come and you can do these things and it's it's all encompassing. It doesn't matter whether if you have strong religious beliefs or none at all. No, it's, just come. It's all encompassing. It's yeah. all encompassing. And it's just engage. Healing, very healing. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's that thing where if you've got any fears, put them to one side and just trust your intuition. And that's the thing, because people tend to be stopped by what they think may be happening or what they read or what they think they know. And it's never anywhere near the reality of what's actually happening. It's just the inner self saying, oh, hang on, let's just see. Because let's face it, this is only for good. This is any other purpose is for good. And when, and when things are for good, good things happen. And that's nice. Yeah. Okay, I want to bring you back to angels because I know we, we could talk all day, Chrissy, about things and time goes so fast when we're doing this. You won't believe how fast this hour goes. But when we were talking previously, you said three quarters of the situations where people meet angels, they meet them because of something's going wrong. They've had an accident or they've slipped or, you know, I've heard stories of people walking out in front of traffic and someone pulling them back. And, you know, they're, they're very much those stories, aren't they? What about the one third of things that haven't gone wrong? What about the other third? What 
Why do people encounter angels in those situations? Very often. Um, well, of the, of the situations where, in my experience, most people um, have come across a situation which they believe to be angelic was when they were hitting the bottom of life. Okay. And they've been helped because their soul has called out. And that right. is, I would say, most of the situations. And then there, there are other situations where um, they're, they're simply connecting through meditation or prayer and they feel the touch. They feel a, like a blessing on their shoulders. They feel touched and they know that they're being guided to do something like healing or a change of job yep. to something else, something more fulfilling. Um, or they may be being guided towards a person who's about to help them. Um, and you could say, is that person an angel in disguise? You could say that. Um, or is it that the, uh, that the heavenly realms have brought that person into their life to be the messenger? Right. See, I'm very interested in that. Uh, you know, you, people might call it the law of attraction. How you think is what you attract back to you. But if somebody was looking for somebody and they knew they were looking for somebody, but they didn't know where to look. Is there a way they can start that process off through a meditation, an affirmation, just primarily an understanding and knowledge that that person is a real person, that reality is real, yet it hasn't manifested in their life as reality at that present time? Are you saying if they're looking for a person, meaning a lost person, like a family member, or oh. if they're searching for a person because they want to find the special okay. part of life what which one of yeah those? no it's it's all about people are very aware of energy around them they're very aware and they know someone's there yes. they know they know either a partner or someone that's going to be an influence or someone's going to be a teacher for them how do they start realizing the reality of that because the first thing is to recognize it. And I really understand that. But how do they move from just the recognition into creating the reality? Right. Well, for me, I think the first thing is to step back, step back a, a little bit and to really sit and understand how each person as an individual yeah gains that sense of knowing so for example many many people over the years especially the earlier workshops before there was much information around they would say they would say well i i, I don't see anything my friend can see things i don't see anything or i i can't do all that stuff and so i start from the basic the basic is how best do you remember things how best do you learn is it from words? Is it from sounds? Is it from color? Is it from sensation? How does it work for you as an individual? Because we're all unique. That's great and then, and then get people to go into a meditative space, into a quiet, quiet moment and look back to a memory, a real memory, okay. a happy memory. And in that memory, what is it that stands out most? Is it the music you remember or someone's voice or is it the colors or the smells or how you felt inside? 
Okay. And, and then in that memory is a clue as to how you will receive messages and guidance from your angels. Right. So if then the next stage is, okay, so now you know that you are, you are either a seeing, hearing, feeling, uh, or empathic person. I'm not going to go into all the jargon, the clairvoyance and the clairsentience and all of this because, because we want to reach everybody. So the thing about this then is don't expect to do it like everybody else does. Ask to be shown or to be given the guidance in a way to, unique to you. Absolutely something that I will understand because I can be really thick sometimes. Give it to me in a way that I will know this is divine information and divine intervention. And then I say to people, so ask for proof then. So if you want to know that the right person, say it's you want the right teacher in your life or you want the right lover in your life or you want the right uh, job in your life, ask for proof say I'm really I'm uh, it's not that I disbelieve the universe but I need to be shown a sign that will really speak to me and I will know for sure that it's for me okay can I paraphrase this Do. a little bit can I just can I just pop it into what what I think you're saying to me is use your five senses open them up to open up your sixth sense and then when you've opened up your sixth sense trust trust what's coming through because you've asked for it yeah the only thing is a lot of people can't open up all five senses a lot of people are really good at uh feeling something making their skin prickle which is the sixth sense which we understand but they're not too good at listening and they're not too good at hearing things so if you ask somebody to open up all five senses they may be cross with themselves or they may block something Right. Okay. I understand that. So, so in, in some aspects then it's giving people the understanding that we live in a time based society yeah. and that we have to be allowing ourselves to be good to ourselves. We can't be too fast and wanting to achieve these goals, but practice the things that you're not so good at. Or even practice the things you are good at until they become perfect brilliant see now that's great advice there'll be lots of people that will understand what you're saying but also want to practice that because everybody is looking for something i don't yeah. think no nobody is just totally just wandering around and the understanding that you get from being able to put that in an order is very precious Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, absolutely. So if you are a really good listener and music speaks to you and music makes you cry sometimes because it touches your heart, then ask to be shown proof through a piece of music. Yeah. For example. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think music is a huge thing, yeah. a really huge thing. I mean, I teach people to split music up into the component parts. Mm. So they listen to it just say they listen to the drums or they listen to the bass guitar or they listen to the vocal but they learn how to split it up so they start to recognize that they can hear different sounds that they wouldn't normally hear and i think that's a brilliant way of introducing people to their intuitive self because not, it's yeah absolutely but not only that if you've asked for proof and i say ask ask for three ask three things ask say it's give me three signs that this is right um, 
for, for me personally, before my dad died, and I've done this the same with my mum because my mum has Alzheimer's now, and I okay. before it was too late, we agreed a sign that would be from them. Absolutely. Read a sign, and and my father's sign is I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's a very unusual song, very unusual song. See, yeah. Sorry, Chris, I didn't mean to cut you through. I'm so in agreement. This is what I teach people because I'm really, really wanting people to be seeking genuine. I don't want them to be seeking those who who are able to cold read or those who are able to just manufacture something because they're given the answers back. I'm very, very strong on that because I think there's some amazing people out there, some amazing mediums who can do this stuff. But what I do not want is people coming in on those people and pretending to do that stuff. Yes, you see, we're, we're absolutely in agreement on that because I, my whole ethos throughout my entire career in this field has been to enable. Yeah. So I want to teach people to do it for themselves. Yes. Um, of course, if they, of course I can get out my my cards and I can give them a message from the angels, but that message will only always be not what they know already. It won't be about family because that's not what I'm doing. That's not what I do. It's about what they need to do to improve their own connection with the angelic realms and to better their life. Absolutely. See, the, the knowledge of knowing 100% is such a precious knowledge. And Howard Houdini, didn't he? He said that um, when he passed, he, he gave his wife a message long time before he said this is what i will come back with if i come back and are able to consciously transmit this message and that message has never been transmitted by anybody no medium nothing so it makes me wonder do you see about the variety of people having the wrong vibration to do a job that needs a certain vibration in order to clear and they'll be able to pick up that sort of message and if people I think could get from this particular show today, the fact that agree this, agree a word, agree a phrase, agree something. And I've been saying this to people for years, exactly the same things, because I want people to realize it's real. Yes, and it's personal. It and is. unique. And, and once you've raised your vibe, I do think that, um, I mean, I used to say everybody can connect to their guardian angel. I've realized it's not true. Not everybody, not everybody straight away can do that. Sometimes people have, they really have got to work on themselves, on their own personal spiritual development first, and, and perhaps do a bit of exercise on forgiveness of others. Maybe let go a little of being judgmental of other people in such a critical way. Um, and it's difficult because we're all human beings and goodness me, I'm harsh on myself and I'm harsh on others as well sometimes in my in my head. Oh, sure. We, I have to yeah. talk to myself and say, actually, that's not very kind. Let, let's let go of that. Um, we have to work on ourselves and the higher we can, you know, it sounds pretty glib to say, raise your vibration. What I mean is the kinder we can be, the more loving we can be, the easier it is for the angelics to connect with us. You know, if we're if we're truly 
um, well, let's just park that for a second because every single one of us is loved. You know that every single one of us is loved. And it's not that we are not loved and it's not that the angels don't want to connect with us. It's just that we build barriers because we're human beings. And if we can let go of some of those barriers and if we can break down some of those walls and those skins, obviously we can feel it closer because we we become lighter. We become lighter beings. This is how I think, Chrissy, and I agree. Right. We, we, we're not having any disagreements here at all on anything. You know, everything you say really does resonate with me. But I believe we're spiritual first. And I believe that we're used to manifesting when we're in spirit. So we can have a thought and it can be there in front of us. Think of that glass of water and it's there. When we come into this human realm, we have a thought and then we have to wait. And boy, we're not good at waiting because I'm not used to it. So the spiritual ones amongst us, the ones that remember the spirituality that they are, have a problem being patient because they are spiritual. So I find that with spiritual people tremendously is that they get very impatient when things that happen instantly because they remember being able to manifest in an instant. And what we want to do is bring them back to that mindset where they can do that but that's when they recognize their spirituality. So being impatient is a mortal trait. Being manifesting is a spiritual trait. Mm. I also would add to that, that um, we are spiritual beings of light. Um, and we have to remember that we are light. We, our body is made from light. Every cell has light in it. And when situations within our human experience, darken that light or put areas of that light out. Yeah. That's, I think, when we then start to suffer from possibly very serious uh, mental health issues because we're, we're not believing in our light anymore. We've allowed something to put some of that light out. And it takes a lot of rebuilding it doesn't just come back in the click of a finger because we have to let go of that heavy stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, you know, you know, life, life can be pretty tough and it can seem very cruel to, to some people. Um, it's hard. It's hard when we watch too much news. It's hard when we read too many newspapers and we're bombarded with negativity. It's hard to maintain our light. Um, I think we have to work on that. Who said, Chrissy? I, I can't remember. You might not even know yourself, but someone said forgetting is as important as remembering. Oh, I don't know, but it sounds like good advice to me. It's, yeah, because being able to forget something is equally as important because it makes room for new information. Yeah. And, and I think sometimes that being able to select what you remember which is a you know which is quite nice and being able to concentrate on those memories and then go forward and build new memories is something that people should consider i wouldn't say they should go out there and do it because i think it's a tough thing to do but if they can build on the good memories then life becomes a lot simpler right i i um when i when i uh, manifested if you like when i channeled the cards uh that i that 
that Watkins published as a set of angel oracle cards. One of them is called New Beginnings. And the vision that I was given in my mind's eye was of an angel balanced on the edge of the earth and very, very gently pushing the moon away whilst welcoming the dawning of the new day. And the meaning that I was given with that image was that we can't, we can't, we can't welcome the new day with both hands and pull it to our heart if we're still clinging on to yesterday. That's and lovely. It's very, very important. That that's what we do, isn't it? Yeah, I love that. That's really nice. And I think that's a great, great thing to have in your mind as you go through each moment. That's really lovely. Chrissy, I've got one last question for you because this, this hour goes so fast. As I said to you, it just flies by because we could talk for all day and I'm sure that it'd be very interesting. But I want you to give me your websites, your contact details, all the things that people need to get in touch with you, Chrissy Astle, and take part in the things that you're organising and doing. So, oh, that would be lovely. Okay. Well, well, my my website is Angel Light. It's all one word, angellight.co.uk. Uh, the course is Educating Heart and Soul. It's a seven-modular course, and people can download it on the internet. And my my retreats are called angelsabroadretreats.com. Um, and you can find me on Facebook, of course. Right, and all that information will be in the programme's notes. So people that have to remember it or keep winding back the tape, they can actually get that from the notes and so they'll be able to get in touch with you. And I'm sure people will. And that's re really lovely. So my last question to you. Now, I know you've written a song. You wrote a song. Did you not write a song? Hang on, let me just grab my notes. Um, and it's... Um, the Wings of an Angel with ah. Mark Hughes. Now, I didn't write that. That was a lovely, lovely... Um, Mark Hughes is a lovely person who had a very profound angelic um, experience when he'd written a song which was for the new millennium. And it was to be used with Diana Cooper's uh, first big workshop where she welcomed in the new millennium. And there was a competition that went out nationally. And he was chosen. And when he came out of his house that very morning, his car was covered in white feathers. So that was his story. I and he and I were friends. Mm -hmm. And he he wrote the beautiful music for my uh, On the Wings of Angels meditation. That's, so, uh, that's ah, that. okay. But that's really nice. So people need to look up Mark Hughes at Mark. some point. Mark, yeah, okay, so they can do that. And it leads me nicely into, and I ask every guest that comes on Twisted and Misunderstood this, I ask them, what was the last piece of music that you listened to? Uh, today? Today was Boss Skaggs. And? <laughs> it was Boss Skaggs on the radio as I pulled into the house, Boss Skaggs was playing. Um, what was the name of the song though? It was one of these very common ones and I can't remember the title of it, but I do like it. I like all, I like a lot of 80s music and I like I like a lot of classical music too. And I like um, jazz and I like, oh, very mixed music. 
Um, I also like my daughter loves worship music and I love some of the worship songs that she listens to too. So, you know, it's very eclectic. It's a huge mix. I think music says a lot about a person and, and who they are. And I think the more, the more wide the genres, often the more open-minded the person um, because they don't fix themselves in one area. So if you could choose one piece of music then that was something you might listen to or something you might just put on a, on a record player, you know, show my age now, or a CD player, or even on one of these new dot things that we have, what would you choose? Or, or even you choose? Ask, ask Alexa to play music. That's um, right. Yeah, but don't say it too loudly because my Alexa will, will, will play music. <laughs> well, um, we were listening yesterday and uh, we were listening to Coldplay and I really was enjoying listening to the Coldplay songs. I like a lot of the singer-songwriters and I like a lot of them are really quite spiritual. Um, yeah. The words in the songs are really quite spiritual. So Coldplay was what I was listening to yesterday. Okay. Um, I also, I'm, I'm also a funeral celebrant and, a, and a, a wedding celebrant. I do matrimonial hand fastings and baby blessings and things like that. And I really love some of the music choices that people choose when, when their loved ones are passed and they're doing a celebration of life. Um, and I wrote down what I would choose. And one of the ones that I would definitely choose is P.A. Newsome. Um, it's one of my absolute favourite pieces of music. You're not the first to actually name that piece of music. I think it resonates with spiritual people. I think it's a wonderful piece of music and something that is, is just that you can get lost in, can't you? You can. You can absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. If I had my mum's singing voice, she was a soprano, I, I would really love to record something like that. I like singing along to, to things like that. But <laughs> it's so beautiful. P.A. Yesu and Catherine Jenkins, and oh, I love all that kind of stuff. That sounds wonderful. Chrissy, <laughs> it's been an absolute delight yes, having you. pleasure talking to you. It's so lovely when people <laughs> are on the same understanding wavelength. It's been lovely, and I hope your listeners have enjoyed it. I'm sure they will. You'll get you'll get mail. I know you will get mail. Everyone gets mail. But it's just nice just to be able to share because people all over the world think and have the same questions. And you've today, you've answered a lot of questions for a lot of people. So well, they certainly message me on Facebook and, and if they'd like to be my friend, that would be wonderful. Where do they find you on Facebook, Chrissy? Uh, just Chrissy Astell. Chrissy yeah, Astell so, friends page. So it's a very simple, very easy, just remember Chrissy Astell. That's right. <laughs> So, Chrissy, it's time to say goodbye. <laughs> and so, and, yeah, no, it's been a, been lovely. And thank you for being such a wonderful guest on the show today. I've really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for inviting me. Bye.
Thank you for listening to today's show. I hope you've enjoyed Chrissy Astle and her insights into the angelic realm. If you want to get in touch with the show, well, you can leave me a message, a voice message on your podcast provider. If you want to email me, it's auraprofiling at gmail.com. If you actually want to come on to the website, it's mindsight.org. And a few other websites and podcasts that you may like to listen to actually got on uncover your magic who's a brilliant host and has lots of interesting guests so that's uncover your magic uh, ashley goner and we are all aliens my other podcast with jackie Sidon. that is we are all aliens at your podcast provider a big thank you lastly to mal west mac waters for the music if you want to find mel she's at soundcloud at malwestmacwaters.com